Welcome to your favorite comic book channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Manga Quest 2023 Part 2 is going to be uh, underway soon. I booked the trip. Uh, we've got a lot of people who are going to be out there. <clears throat> there are lots of fun new things going down that uh, I can't wait to get videos of and, and make episodes of. But I didn't yet show off the haul from the, the May trip uh, from 2023 to uh, Tokyo, Japan. I want to let you guys know that we are a daily YouTube channel and we have more than 1400 videos up there right now today. We might have talked about your favorite comics. Uh, the way that you find that out easy is to hit the little magnifying glass on the front page of the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Pop in a search for your favorite titles. If we did not talk about your favorite comics you must let us know so that we push those comics to the top of our to read pile. So many of the comics that we've been talking about lately are a result of the Cartoonist Kayfabe audience, and we appreciate your feedback. We have a Patreon for our biggest supporters, and the King Kayfabers on our Patreon have the opportunity to see all of our videos before anybody else. we got a few dozen of them hanging out with us in the live stream recording session right now that we provide to them. And without further ado, Jimmy, can we just uh, give a quick breezy look? through a gang of books that I brought back from uh, from Tokyo, Japan. Uh, I don't know how quick and breezy it'll be, but let's, get, <laughs> let's dive in. And there is a caveat to this because I got uh, an additional 12 issues of uh, Shonen Jump. I like to get a year's worth or, or a, a decade's worth of uh, Shonen Jumps. You know, like one, one issue from every year from the periods that I like. But I filtered those into my Shonen Jump section and I didn't want to think about like which ones did I get that I didn't show off yet. So that is to say that uh, when I go out there, I'm not playing. First thing we'll show off right now, man, uh, we talked about it on the stream when we got back, Brian Moss and myself. Uh, we went to an Omano art show. Uh, the, the, uh, the artist responsible for the designs for uh, Vampire Hunter D and the Final Fantasy series and did some work with Neil Gaiman on Sandman. But uh, Amano had an art show. We've, we've been to Amano art shows there before. And they're all actually the, the kind of same. He's really kind of cashing in on his legacy right now. So it's not original art that you get to see. They're selling these super expensive G-Clay prints that, frankly, are very tacky. But the rich people who show up are happy to divest their their funds that way. So they'll do stuff like... You'll see images from Final Fantasy that, like, if you know what they are, you know that it's, like, pencil with watercolor on top. And then in their printing process, they'll take the, the pencil portion and make it, like, a gray metallic ink. And it just, you know, obliterates the, the aesthetic. But this cool catalog uh, was was there and uh, is, is plenty. Uh, this is something that I would like to do a video on in the future. Yeah, this stuff looks amazing. The prints are amazing, and I think some of them were two size, and, and some of those drawings are fairly fairly big. There's the Vampire Hunter D. Tiger Mask, dude. Yeah, all of these look really impressive. Yeah, lots of methods and materials on display. You recognize that from, like, the Dream Hunters, uh, Sandman-type type, uh, aesthetic. Yeah, the mark-making in different materials is really nice. Heck of an artist. Heck of an artist. And with that in mind, I also went to a Katsuya Tarada uh, art show. He did one of the covers for the Cruel to Be Kin Shaolin Cowboy series, friend of, friend of Jeff Darrow's. 
Uh, I know his work. He did uh, the artwork for um, the Virtual Fighter video games, like like the the ad art and stuff like that. The 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 box art. So maybe he designed the characters. But uh, I went to one of his art shows. That was very cool. First off, he's a cool guy. So like he's like, yeah, take as many pictures of my stuff as you want, whatever. Because like they're very cagey out there. No photos, please, type stuff. And what he was promoting was what the art show was about. He had like skateboards and he had just like corrugated pieces of cardboard and stuff that he would put like a white gesso or white paint all over it and so it would be very uneven and you would see the brush strokes and it would be caked up and then he would do a pencil drawing over top and he was able to use those those um brush strokes from from whatever white media he was putting down on the page and he was able to incorporate those textures into the gray of his pencil to create great effect he communicate feathers he could communicate metal all using that the brush strokes of the gesso or primer or whatever he was putting down there so sounds so weird super weird but really really gorgeous stuff just a heck of a heck of an artist and and give him give him any tools it was a very lo-fi kind of uh show you know like they were mounted these pieces were mounted on a corrugated cardboard and uh very very lo-fi very punk rock and uh, on the way out, I had to grab this sketchbook. I've seen this sketchbook there uh, for for years. It will be like in the uh, um, Sakaido art store, but I think uh, this is uh, signed. So, yeah, it's a nice sketchbook. It's nice that they have like four color mixed in. Yeah, so you get some of the painting and marker and different media. This video is brought to you by the books that we make. My upcoming releases include 1986, a zine celebrating the biggest year in comics history, true crime funnies. BW Zine. My next release is Street Angel Princess of Poverty from Image Comics coming this November. Street Angel Deadly Scroll Alive and Hulk Grand Design are both available now wherever books are bought and sold. Ed Piscor's upcoming releases include Hip Hop Family Tree, The Omnibus, X-Men Grand Design Trilogy, reprinting all three of the X-Men Grand Design books, and Red Room, available in two trade paperbacks as well as the current series Crypto Killers. And now back to the video. When you go to Nakano Broadway Mall, there is the main kind of Tanko Bond store. And it's the one, like when you go up to the second or third floor, you notice like above the store, there's like all that pipe work. And then there's like Cayman Rider masks and a big collage of tchotchkes and stuff. Like that's the main Tanko Bond store. And my lesson to you guys is do not sleep on the outer hallway of that shop where it has discount dead stock books because uh i think you get three books it's it's like 200 yen or three books for 220 yen and this is where i got this violent jack wow and this maze mazinger and this one i just took a shot on this one i don't know what this is but like look at that cover yeah and and this is that um this is the era of comics that, that I that I'm really really up on, where straight pens, pen and ink, no frills, no fuss, no muss, no digital stuff. Like let me see people labor on these pages, and uh, you know this one was pretty cool. But was, it's amazing that there's a lot of labor on those pages. It yeah. looks amazing, and it's not necessarily something that you can recognize. Right. You know, like it hasn't been that that guy may not have been translated in totally. English. Totally. It, it's wild. We did a video on Mazinger. 
um, a color Mazinger graphic novel that First Comics put out some years back, like I think in the 80s. But uh, I think there's like three or four volumes of uh, the proper Mazinger story. Cool. And this was, you know, two, 220 yen for three. Like uh, It's almost 50 cent books. Pretty much. Pretty much, man. So, yeah, that stuff looks fun. Uh, Violet's Jack is another Go Nagai. I was, I was planning going like, and we will do a Go Nagai video and just show off like five or six like cool big works. Can't really look in here too much. I didn't prep anything, but this is a precursor and it is an inspiration for Fist of the North Star. Uh, the Violet's Jack is very much like an outlaw Kenshiro. Is there an English translation of this? There, um, I don't know about the comic. Maybe the kayfabers can let us know, but I do know that there was like three episodes translated uh, in anime. So had to get some, and then and then I did another round of um, you know, so that would like these three for two twenty, and then I got some Tar Chans. We talked about Tar Chan when we were looking at some Shonen Jump. This is like the Tarzan parody guy who uh, who flies around by uh, by um, flying squirreling his nutsack, and it's real obscene, like. I, I looked it up whenever, you know, like putting imagery up for the video when we were looking up. What he does is like he grabs each testicle by by his toes. So like <laughs> so like he, he pulls them down that way. And then with his hands, he takes like the loose skin and holds it up to create a big uh, sail like a kite. I could have put together the whole run of uh, Tarchan books uh, on that discount rack. And I was like, and I had a stack, and I'm like, you know what? Three volumes will do. <laughs> Kaze Shinobu is a, a guy who was a big revelation to me the very first time that uh, we went out to uh, to a Japan. Um, I had some friends put that Ryu, Strongest Man on the wor World or Strongest Man on Earth comic in my hand and blew my mind. I knew his work from Heavy Metal. I have the issues that translate um, a few of his very short stories. And we show off that Strongest Man on Earth in a previous Manga Quest video. And well it's a, worth and it's your a, time if you guys haven't seen that yet. And it's a, we made its its own video. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's so phenomenal. Kaze, K-A-Z-E, uh, Shinobu, S-H-I-N-O-B-U. Uh, you can you can find the video and you can see what makes uh, Ryu so cool. But uh, I'm on the quest. Like, I'm putting together a good run. I have so much of uh, Kaze's work. He was... He was an assistant to uh, Gona Guy, so his early works kind of still have a little bit of that stink on it. Um, definitely got influenced by Drew Lier as as time wore on, but definitely one of the noteworthy assistants of Gona Guy. And this is you know more Gekiga, you know adult oriented, um, Goga thirteen ish type type story. Not yet translated, of course. Goseki Kojima, the artist behind. Lone Wolf and Cub, Samurai Executioner, and a lot of other cool works, had a giant career before he hooked up with uh, Kazuo Koike. And I wanted to uh, just grab some representation of what his work was before he hooked up with uh, Kazuo on their sort of masterworks. And you can see off the bat, you know, he's he's pretty freaking tight. I think he was an assistant to Sanpei Shirado, a uh, Kamui Den uh, artist. And... Uh, Sampai Shirado, fast, fast worker, and you really can see on these pages that Kojima can can work with some speed, but also make very cool, compelling images. A lot of value in these too. Um, some of these books that we look at, it's it's black and white. Right. You know, 
this has a lot of grays on every page. Yeah, yeah, that's so a like that's, full range. It's a hallmark of his, his work. I think uh, this might tell tell me if I'm wrong, uh, K. Fabers, who understand Japanese. But I think I might have picked this up specifically because he also writes it himself, which which is a, a rare. He, you know, once he hooked up with Kazuo, he was he was with Kazuo. This is cool. This is something that I think you mentioned. I don't know if it was on air before whenever we were just talking about what you found. Right. And specifically at the Comitia Comic Festival. So we went to Comitia again. It happens several times a year. And um, I'm booked to go out there November 15th through December 5th. Specifically because on December 3rd, Comitia is going on again. And I'll, I'll go there for my third time. But I mentioned this as something that was on my mind. But I... I, I didn't scoop up that for the first go round. Imagine it's not very thick, right? I had a bag full and I couldn't imagine sticking anything more in my backpack, but I kept thinking about this and uh, shouts to my homeboy Tatsuya, man, the dude that I hang out at uh, Komitio with all the time. He uh, presented this to me. I guess he was watching that stream from Komitia and it's just a bestiary of monsters that uh, pull from the kind of like aesthetics of sushi and sashimi yeah so it's could, really beautiful art makes me wonder if this is real media or if it's digital i do media. think it's digital I'm, I'm quite sure i think i think almost everybody palette. works digital out there and uh it might even be like illustrator like vector stuff because she had a setup with like stuff these small things blown up real big and stuff mm. i really want to go through that convention with you one time jimmy I, I think i think it'll transform your brain because the way it's set up it's like you can buy art supplies. All the doujinshi publishers are there. You can see all the books that they publish, so that the enterprising doujinshi people can like find the best publisher to fit their their project. It's 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 a ecosystem. Yeah, I think that would uh, it'd be a lot of stimulation for me. Jeff Darrow put me onto this <laughs> this comic, but uh, can't really show any of the interiors off on that one. <laughs> Who knew Jeff Darrow was uh, was dark inside? He's funny, man, because he he knows all the all the uh, swear words and stuff. So like when we go to restaurants and stuff, he makes the uh, the waiters and shit bust out laughing. We looked at a comic, uh, the, my first go round that was like, uh, so I married a gorilla or mm -hmm. something. And uh, there's a trilogy of books that have been reprinted from this fair creator. I don't know the name, like like I I I forget the name. It might be the this dude who um also became like a a very famous like tattoo artist. Sean, correct me if I'm wrong. But these are reprints from from uh, the '60s. They look really cool. I like that that it, that they're from the '60s and they have a certain aesthetic yeah. that I may associate with that time, right or wrong. Right. Uh, but I like seeing that kind of application. Like this Gakiga. Sure. Is is such an interesting thing to me because it it you start to see the genre breakdown in Japanese comics with this kind of work. Totally. These books were put into my hand by uh, Katsuya, not to be confused with Tatsuya, who is the manager of uh, Mandarake at uh, Nakano Broadway Mall. And because uh, he knows he knows the weird shit that I like. And uh, he'll always present me a bag of stuff and just like, uh, you know, like th this is sitting on the shelves, like, like take it. And uh, I think that this Whoa. is, I think that this is like very much inspired. It might be Chinese. Wow. Cause doesn't it feel like that manhwa it, it type, does a type aesthetic? Bit, yeah. But um, yeah, a lot actually. He he knows the stuff that I'm into. This is phenomenal looking. This a is right up my alley. Absolutely. A lot of ink on the pages. Yeah, yeah. The brutality of it. 
fun character designs. Yeah, just mania. It's I mean it's Outlaw Comics. Yes. So that that was very cool. Shouts to Katsuya. Can't wait to see you when I get out there this this next round. It's interesting. We call this stuff Outlaw Comics. I wonder in Japan how they're viewed. If they are like <laughs> some sort of fringe, or if it's like nope, there's a whole. This is just uh, I don't know, guy comics or something. I don't know what they would. <laughs> when he, when he puts this stuff into my hand. Cause like he put he put a number of things he put this into my hand and and like five other things that I could not even show the covers to <laughs> here but he's like he, he's you setting know, he, you up he doesn't know English so well and he's like very pervert style <laughs> <laughs> he says <laughs> now when you go to a Nakano Broadway uh, or almost any of these bookshops that are in Tokyo proper it's all bound up stuff these are in plastics and and they're you can't you can't look in them you could you could ask the store owners like if, if they could crack it open but you're embarrassed to do that you don't see anybody else doing that they will do it but you get the sense that like maybe you shouldn't be doing it so this is one it was uh so cheap i think this is the complete story of whatever it is and uh this is the the front cover so i'm like okay it's 300 yen it's a pretty low commitment i think it was put into my hand Kayfabers, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know. It, it, it might be another Gona Guy affiliate, and it may or may not be Ken Ishikawa, who is like the other like popular assistant next to Kaze Shinobu, who who, who worked with a uh, Gona Guy. Uh, his his most popular work, um, Ishikawa, is a Getter Robo. If you ever heard of that one, but uh, you know, I scooped this one up kind of like on a whim, and. You know, it's cool. It's it's kind of what you expect. It's it's a shonen style style comic. The wrestling stuff, you know, if I see it, I'm gonna have to scoop it up. So I got the entire Bunko edition set of uh, Tiger Mask. Bunko smaller, like this is your typical Tankobon size. You see that the Bunkos are smaller, very reminiscent of the size of uh, comics like uh, like those um, Lone Wolf and Cub reprints that came through Dark Horse. And you want to be choosy when you go Bunko. Uh, I have the Bunko editions of Kanikuman. Very clean line. Not too much mania on the page. You don't want this in Bunko. Yeah. This does not work in Bunko. So pick and choose. Because, like, you could get um, Cobra in Bunko. But maybe that's not that great of a presentation. Uh, I took a shot... There's not too much going on. These pages pretty pretty open as far as manga goes, so uh, I you know I opted for the 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 bunko. Those look size. beautiful. Yeah, it totally works. Uh, I, I have some interest in some some wrestling stuff in the future once once all these other uh, fair, fair weather uh, cartoonists quit making their wrestling comics. Let that die for a little bit. But um, this will this will be a good template for for uh, some things that I might be able to do. So there were, I think there were like, I thought there were eight, but I could be wrong. Don't check my box on the way out. Yeah, right. <laughs> so just a couple more random uh, wrestling books that, that I saw. There, there, this was a two volume set of whatever this is. And shit, may, maybe, it, maybe it is uh, some of those same uh, tiger, tiger masks that were uh, here, but a giant Baba, uh, Antonio Inoki collection. That's pretty wild to get those two together. What's weird is I have several comics. Like I have some Shonen Jump uh, versions that that have these guys together. You know, two two rival ter territories, all Japan and New Japan, I believe. Um, so did they come up under Ricky Dozen? Is that who? 
I, I guess that's the, you know, he's the first popular guy, so maybe that's a deal. Maybe that's Ricky Dozen right there. It says Carl Gotch somewhere on there, so I don't know. Uh, I think I'm going to end up grabbing a series every time I'm out there because they really are cheaper than you e even realize, man. Uh, so I grabbed all of Cobra. It's never been fully reprinted in, in the States. I hope that maybe after they do um, Fist of the North Star Incomplete, do this, uh, you know, 10 volume set of uh, Cobra. Like, I'll, I will absolutely support it and we will push it hard on the channel. We did uh, the first English reprint, which they didn't get very far. I don't know that they even did the, the whole first one of, of these, you know, and this is probably how many they did. Was it like six volumes maybe that they did? Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I can't remember how many, but, you know, it's like the cover art is the same cover art that they used. Right. So, like, looking at these, it reminds me of the English editions, which are nice. They just aren't aren't complete, like you said. But man, this guy's art slick. So it's ten paper trade paperbacks for sixteen hundred yen, or uh, seventeen hundred yen. It's basically less than fifteen dollars for all of it. And once again, this is not stuff that you want to read in bunko, which you I could have gotten even even cheaper copies uh, if I would have went that route. But just the imagination on the page and the mania on the page, all clearly legible in terms of storytelling you could you could read these comics without you know needing the nuance of the dialogue necessarily these are like classic adventure kind of of stories yeah yeah you know this is a, one of the early hits of uh of shonen jump and when you take a look at the big um tentpole comics that that really have gone over this is not low on that list it might be a top 10 manga of all time you know, with dozens of millions of copies that are out there. So uh, it's cool to, to get my hands on all of it and to be able to look and see how it evolves and and all of that sort of thing. There was that there was that comic that Top Shelf put out some years back called called Axe Magazine. Yeah. Which is a translation of, of an actual you know, Axe Magazine is a Japanese publication that's not I guess not far unlike Garo mm -hmm. in that it's more contemporary avant garde type comics and this artist is represented in there i think it might be a lady i like this cover art a lot and and once again like we're we're off in the fringes like this kind of thing you do not get like at mandarake you're getting cutting edge like you're getting the popular comics like you're getting think think of a big box store type material uh sean japan book hunter is is expanding his business i believe and there may be a place where you could go to buy things. That's going to be a destination location for, for the kayfabe audience. But but it's through people like Sean. Like, his whole thing is, like, I want to carry books that don't exist in Mandarake. That Mandarake does not. So for him to do that, he has to go off into the fringes. And uh, I think we were at Kichi Joji. Uh, we actually, this day we saw um, Kazuo Umezu's crib like right around the corner from Kazuo Mezu's crib, which is this big red and white striped, beautiful mansion that has like a little statue of like one of his little, like a girl on the roof that like looks like a Kazuo Umezu um, character. It's amazing how like, like the, there were all these ordinances and stuff like the town wanted him to like change the color and all that stuff. But you get to see what uh, manga Kaz crib looks like who has sold, you know, tens of millions of, of comics and beautiful spread, a lot of natural light. But uh, you just get the cover. Once again, these things are bundled in two poly bags and you got to take a shot. 
and one thing that they do know certainly in japan just like america is that like you got to put like mad effort on the cover but it's usually the same artist who does the interiors so you know you kind of know what to expect but of course the cover is going to be cool as fuck and i couldn't wait to crack this open yeah i think it's called justice core so it's kind of like a superhero team or something and this this art i just i i freaking eat it up man because it look this is pure comics to me you know, I, I see a little bit of Anya Davidson in the uh, line work. Yeah, it, it has that punk rock energy to it. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's just, it's it's fast, it's speedy, it's everything you need. You know, like, if all comics were this, like, I would not complain. You know, it's it's the Marvel DC fans that require you to, like... Polish. Like, labor and... Because that's corporate. That's a corporate way of thinking. Um, it is interesting to look at this because sometimes we'll see layouts in the back of comics and we'll be like, wow, you could just publish this. And in a weird way, this has that quality. Totally. Like, it, it lacks that top veneer surface, but I don't always want that. Like no. you say, if every comic looked that way, I wouldn't want it. And a lot of them look polished. So whenever something like this comes up, I love it. Totally. And especially in the, in the manga sense where like, you don't see much of this kind of choice making ever over there. You know, like they're they're able to do you know ten pages, seventeen pages a week, and still uh, have like a pretty sharp aesthetic. Yeah, I really like the drawing in this. As she's going, she's getting tighter. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, it's nice to see a different approach. And then uh, the very last stuff we'll we'll take a look at is I've been I've been amassing a good sample of a Maruo collection. We've done uh, a video on uh, Mr. Arashi's Amazing Freak Show. We basically have only had like two books translated from uh, Sahiro Maruo, uh, Mr. Arashi's Amazing Freak Show. We, we've done this video some years back for like a uh, Halloween. Great comics. He's been out of print in the States. I think uh, Panorama Island is the other book. And I have it over there, but I just can't get it conveniently. Uh, Last Gas put that one out. They might still have some some copies in their coffers. But uh, when you are out there, like, there are certain cartoonists who get the name brand in the Mandarake, where, like, the thing that yes. they'll pull out is, like, the name of the cartoonist. And he has that. Uh, so he's e kind of easy to spot. But there might be 50 to 60, 70 books. That's what's so shocking to me, because in my mind, this is, like, this rare treasure in America. Right. Like, oh, I've just got to only do a couple of books. To think that he's got 50, 60, 70 books there. And he's not even cared about that much. Isn't this a great cover? It's it's beautiful. Isn't that so evocative? Like, you imagine that he's like a gambit that could fucking chop dudes' heads <laughs> off with that? But uh, we can't look through almost all of this stuff. But, uh, you know, some of it we could check out. It's, it's a, neat how clean his stuff is. Totally. And not clean subject matter, but line-wise, like, it is sharp, sharp drawing. Yeah, yeah, really, really solid stuff. You know, really stuff. the opposite of this kind of approach to drawing. Yeah. This is one where I was like, oh, yeah, man, we can actually look at some of this stuff. And then I cracked this one open. You know, it's a pretty, I mean, maybe that's romantic. Maybe there's a love triangle there, but cannot crack this one open. No, there was another one I was looking through where it was like, romance cover. It looks clean on the cover. This one made me think of you. Like, it feels it feels like, uh, like you know, he'd be in the universe with Street yep. Angel. Same with that vampire. <laughs> <laughs> but this is him going more like Shonen, which is pretty cool. You know, you don't, you don't see that from Maruo very often he's one of those guys like you know he he could have nobody's taking a shot on him anymore but he could have a following like a junji ito you know like the, like the teenage kids who who are into junji ito 
Like they could graduate and 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 be into like the Maruo headspace. He's an exceptional drawer. Yeah. And oh, yeah, I don't think we could look through this one. Yeah, we can't look through this one either. Too bad. One of the perks of being uh, here in person, being able to look through these things off camera. <laughs> and we absolutely can never look through this thing, man. This lady is like this. I think this guy gets his arms and legs chopped off, and then so he's completely like, like at her mercy, and she fucking. The thing she does to this poor guy and uses him for it's a human dildo man <laughs> <laughs> but uh his just so out of control so insane beautiful to look at it's so tight the drawing the idea that he's that uh voluminous in his output yeah is surprising to me too because the drawing is meticulous i, I would expect it to take a long time i think he's been at it maybe since the 70s and i think he's still going um there's 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 some crazy stuff like 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 brian pulled some things man it was some weird like nazi thing that that brian pulled maybe this is even nazi-ish right there that's an iron cross but uh kayfabers i want to put it out to you guys like what uh what should yield bigger bigger episodes uh individually i think amano will do good for the channel i think if we we go through this that could be a a, a winner for uh, the cartoonist kayfabe channel maybe tarada like tarada was just at uh san diego comic-con i know he did he did great like he was at the giant robot robot table um he has his fan base so i like you know i think he i think he might have some some juice but uh this is the basic haul minus the shonen jumps and minus the stuff that i got from Comitia pretty much um but what i've been doing the past couple of times i'm not going to be able to do it now but uh other people from Pittsburgh would come come with me and they wouldn't necessarily pack too much. So I was able to bring back three three carry-ons full of full of comics. Mules. Manga mules. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put the Maruos in theirs, you know, in, 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 in their luggages, just in case, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm flying solo this round. Uh so uh that's gonna happen November fifteenth through December fifth. Bumped into some K Fabers out there. Uh, this last round, it was real fun too because I was with Brian and uh, Hakeem, and and uh, and uh, I looked real cool in, in front of my buds, man, getting recognized in, in Tokyo. But we're heading back out there. Let me know the comics that I need to check out. There's going to be a Fist of the North Star art show that ends on the 19th of November. So I'm going the 15th. Going to head over there probably like the 16th or 17th. Komitia is happening again. If there's anything else going on, you got to let me know. Uh, what which of these comics will yield a good video and if you're good to go I'm good to go Jimmy yep okay favors like follow subscribe to the YouTube channel hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available we are a daily YouTube channel and we've got more than 1400 videos up there as we speak so we might have talked about your favorite comics if we didn't then make sure you put something in the comments but make sure you search around first uh, hit the little magnifying glass on, on the front page search for your favorite comics um, and let us know if we didn't talk about your faves uh, we have a Patreon where the King Kayfabers see all the stuff we're talking about right away. And, uh, you know, it might be the King Kayfabers who are buying this stuff off of Japan Book Hunter right now after seeing it on the on the channel. But ultimately, the videos are brought to you by the books that we make. Coming to you in October, October 18th, is the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus. 500 plus pages of uh, material, 140 pages not in the first four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree. So let your comic shop know they are now in a position where they can order this and they need to know how many they need to order so let your comic shop know and whenever they order it for you come october 18th make sure you go into the store and pick it up 
X-Men Grand Design Trilogy is coming to you in November. I believe you might be able to order that at this very moment. So make sure that uh, you secure your copies of the, uh, the Ed Piscor bibliography. It's going to include all X-Men Grand Design books that I put together. And it's going to be uh, like a trade paperback size. Red Room is the current focus. Two trade paperbacks of Red Room are out there as we speak. Anti-social network and trigger warnings. This last round of Red Room is called Crypto Killers. And uh, maybe by the time you see this video, there are four issues uh, out in total. This third issue you want to seek out, though, man, it has the uh, backup feature that uh, shows off the characters that are in my daily comic strip that I am uh, putting together on Patreon right now. But I'm going to release it to the wider world January 1st, 2024. Jimmy, tell the people what you have. Time to order Street Angel Princess of Poverty from your local comic book shop. This will be in stores in November. Orders do now. Let Image know how many of these things to print. And this collects all the Street Angel material that is not in Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. Get both. It'll be a nice set on your shelves, and you'll have all of the Street Angel material up to this date. Hulk Grand Design, also out and available right now in this Treasury Collected Edition. I do believe these are out of print. So if you haven't added this to your collection yet, you need to do so very soon. And uh, I've been self-publishing zines and comics lately. These are the black and white zine, BW, and the 1986 zine, uh, best year in comics history. This is kind of an overview of everything that happened in 1986, from the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle knockoffs to Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, Mouse, Watchmen, all those classics that really changed the history of comics. And my self-published True Crime Funnies featuring three nonfiction stories, including two wrestling yarns. Uh, you can pick all these up at my website soon. You can also read them in digital form if you can't wait for the print copies to become available. You can find those on patreon.com slash jimrug. There are some other ways to support the channel. Jimmy, let the people know. You can subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also below this video in the show notes. All good ways to support the channel. Give them those marching orders, Jimmy. We'll be on our way. Read more manga.